0: Rub it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2234. Today, something a little different. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy
1: interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah.
0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, something a little different. Whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Los Pasados, the winter solstice, Kwanzaa, or Festivus, this is the season for love, peace, joy, giving of our time, and gifts. No doubt, for many of you, this time of year brings back fond memories with family and friends and special gifts that your loved ones or Santa brought your way. I've combined some short stories from some past guests these past few months who share their Christmas and holiday memories with hopes that they bring one of your fond memories to mind. So grab a cup of cocoa or an eggnog, sit back and enjoy this special Christmas Eve show. So this is Andrew Comrie-Picard, an X Games medalist, North American rally champion, Pikes Peak record holder, Baja 1000 class winner, stuntman, driver, and founded a zip tire mobile tire. Andrew, what's one memorable holiday gift you got as a kid that has some relationship to the life you live these days? It's
2: a great question. When I was probably eight or nine years old, I got, a, and I kind of requested it, but this was in, in, in line with what my family was like, anyway. I, I got a good remote control car, a, a good RC car that I then obsessively played with and developed and set up courses for myself and my personality kind of fit into to run in that. And it, it, it arguably partially launched my career or got put me down the right road. So so I recommend RC cars. If the kid picks it up, it
3: may be their thing.
0: You know, this is an interesting answer to that question, because another guest who's on this special Christmas Eve show, a fellow racer, Dominic Dobson, had a similar answer. He got one of those Sears go-karts for Christmas, and that launched him into his racing career. So I guess the story here is buy your kids something that pushes them, takes them to a new level, helps them understand something new, and you never know what kind of career you might build
2: from it, right? Hundred percent. Slot cars good too. I've just gotten my kids slot cars, and they are into it. Even though they're they're not really into cars yet, but they're into the slot cars. So uh, yeah. the sort of the larger one thirty second scale. So it's something like that. Great
0: Christmas story. Thanks for sharing that. So now we're with uh, the photographer Bill Pack. Uh, you've heard him on the show before. Bill, what's the most memorable Christmas automotive related gift that you got when you were a little kid? It'd have to be my. My Hot Wheels
4: track, cool, and just setting that up and playing that and watching them go around the the loop and and uh, I had an assortment of different different little race cars and um, I just spent hours with that thing, just mesmerized by it.
0: Now, can you imagine being able to have forward vision into the future and realize, as you were sitting there as a little kid that Christmas morning? That someday you would be at the Indianapolis 500 racetrack, shooting some epic cars and creating a book which is titled "Epic Drama: The Winning Collection of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum." Wow! Imagine if you'd had that vision pop in your <laughs> head—you put a—you would have probably went, "Ooh!"
3: Yeah. That it, ever happen? Yeah.
4: It, yeah. Exactly. And at that time, it wasn't even. Yeah. An inkling as to what was going on. But now as I look at the back of the, the kind of the last page of the book, it's kind of like there's all the, the matchbox cars or all the hot wheel cars.
0: Oh yeah. You know, that book is so cool because at the end of it uh, for you listeners, if you don't have your copy yet, you got to get one I'll put a link on the show notes page for this special holiday Christmas Eve show. He's got profiles of all the cars that are in this book and it is pretty cool. Yeah. Then all that would be a hot wheels collection. Yes. Uh, to dream of for sure yeah i had those orange tracks running around my house too my mom tripped over them all the time and pick up your tracks. so uh, nice story nice story bill thanks for
2: sharing that all right thank you
0: brett hatfield has a podcast called the driven radio show and for the christmas show here today brett what's a really cool gift you got as a kid that's car related that's always been in your mind
4: I was on the tail end of being a kid. I was
0: 19. Okay. Well, you can still be a kid when you're 19. Yeah.
4: Well, hey, between my ears, I'm a kid today. So
0: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation
4: my wife and I have frequently. I, you know, between my ears, I'm still 17 years old. I just wonder what happened to the rapper.
0: Yep, me too.
4: I got a car once. I got a I got a, a new
0: Buick Skylark. For Christmas? Yeah. Whoa. Well, ha- who gave you that? Well, my dad, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Now, a Buick Skylark. What? Now, when you were on my show, we talked about Corvettes. What's with the Buick Skylark?
4: Yeah. Well, it was an, let's see, it was an 88 or 89 Buick Skylark. I think it was an 88. And it was uh, one of the first years for the quad four, okay. front wheel drive. So yeah. for a front wheel drive car, it wasn't bad. Uh-huh. And it was... It was quick, but it got decent mileage. I was going to college. I needed something as a daily. You know, you can't daily drive a 60 Corvette through crummy weather. And uh, I, I just needed a car to get back and forth to school. And we traded in a, a crummy Camaro I had and a crummy pickup I had. And so the difference
0: wasn't that bad. And I got a new Skylark for Christmas. Wow, what a nice thing. Did it come with a big bow on the hood? Yes, it did. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one of the nicest gifts I've ever heard. So that uh, that leads the pack here so far. So nice Christmas. Thanks for sharing Dad, that with us.
4: And, and one more time. Thanks, Dad.
0: <laughs> there you <he> go. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, indeed. So this is David Campo. He's the founder of Nozumi Studios. It's a business where he's merged his passion in the automotive, watch, fashion, and music industries for over a decade so, David, what's the coolest memory related to Christmas gift that's car-focused that you can tell us a story about?
5: Yeah, so turning 40, uh, I thought it was time to get an RC car. Uh, so, I, I really wanted one. And my beautiful wife gave me a uh, 911 73 RSR. Uh, yeah,
0: now that's interesting because that's kind of late in life to start with RC cars. Maybe not, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, I, I had recently a, a guest on the show who's a uh, serious champion rally racer, Andrew Camry Picard. And it was a, an RC car that got him into his passion for racing and led to a career as a rally racer, a stunt car driver and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, you can, uh, you can. Bring back some childhood into your adulthood.
5: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I love the fact that it relates to your passion for Porsches. So uh, mm-hmm. do you still have some fun with that thing? Yeah. Well, I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> oh, you're still, okay. You're, yeah. you're a guy that can't leave things alone. You modify. No,
5: yeah. Tr- oh, yeah. It takes time.
0: <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. yeah. Well, all good things take time. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. What a nice gift from your wife. You know, it's my wife's done that with me. We've been married for 38 years, so a long time. But every mm-hmm. once in a while, a Christmas gift will be kind of a kid related thing. And it just brings a smile to your face, doesn't it?
5: It does. Yeah, oh, very much. Yeah,
0: good to bring back that fun thing. That's what the holidays and Christmas are all about. So thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that story. Wonderful. So this is Dominic Dobson. He's a past IndyCar racer, endurance racer, driving coach, and uh, of course, o- owner of Dobson Motorsports. I'm kind of guessing, Dominic, that the most memorable holiday gift you ever received as a kid might be car-related. Is that
6: true? Well, just maybe. Um, it depends if you call a go-kart a car. Oh, of course. But I would certainly say it's car-related. Yeah. And it probably was the first thing that actually made me go you know, crazy about the notion of Having a steering wheel between my hands and, you know, pedals below my feet and an engine behind me uh, (laughs) pushing me along. Yeah, well, kind of relates to Porsche. Well, it was a 1958 Sears go-kart. Okay. It had a single frame rail that ran right down the middle. It had no suspension very crude steering, very crude brakes, and a Briggs & Stratton. Uh, and I think we paid 75 I think my dad told me we paid $75 for it. And I raced it up. I raced. I drove it up and down the alley. And it was just the most glorious thing ever to hear and smell that engine. You know, I was 10 years old. And so the idea of like having something that I could just get in and be in control of was a pretty fantastic feeling. And I think it sparked all the things that have stuck with me for so many years, the, the passion and uh, just all, all of those emotions that come with uh, driving cars fast.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, I had the exact same go-kart, and one of my friends was riding it, and he kind of lost control and went right into a neighbor's garage door and wiped out the garage door, and that kind of ended the, go- oh, no. car- the go-kart thing in the family. My mom was afraid. I think his parents were going to sue us or something, but, yeah, go-karts are fun. So thanks for sharing that great holiday memory with us. That's fantastic. You bet. So I'm with Dwight Knowlton. He's, been, uh, he's one of the rare four-time guests here on Cars. Yeah, we talked a couple of weeks ago about his new book collaboration, Epic Drama, the winning collection of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We talked about some new things he's going to be doing in the new year. But Dwight, I want you to share a quick little story about memory you have of Christmas morning and a car-related gift.
2: Mm. My car-related gifts as a kid were, were Matchbox. And and I say specifically Matchbox because my dad did not think Hot Wheels were as good,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> even though they went faster, yeah, yeah.
2: And so um, I can remember probably even the order of the first five or so Matchbox vehicles that I got. The very first one that I got was a cream-colored Model A uh, with green fenders. Yeah, for me. Matchbox cars, and then they they also became a motivator for, for grades and, and uh, good reports from school.
0: I still have my first Matchbox. It was a red Jaguar E-Type Coupe mm. that I still have sitting here. My dad bought it for me. We went on a ride in his, well, new to him at the time, 49 MGTC. Went to the hardware store, and I remember him dropping a quarter which was a big deal back in those (laughs) days. I think I was five years old and uh, still have that in many, many Matchbox. I see that the idea your dad had there, that they were better than Hot Wheels, because Hot Wheels, I they were great, and they've obviously been super successful, but they were a little bit cheaper in a way. I don't know. if And you look at Matchbox today, they're pretty simple as far as the toy goes, but there was something endearing about those. So uh, you still have that first one?
2: I I would have to say that that stuff would still be at my parents' if it still exists. <laughs> yeah, you, be- you better go get it so she didn't toss it out. <laughs> I remember what you're talking about, though, because Hot Wheels had a plastic bottom and Matchbox had a metal bottom. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. Merry Christmas, my friend.
2: Merry Christmas, Mark.
0: Awesome. So I'm here in London with Elliot Vertimer. He's the co-founder uh, and CEO of... Lavois, uh, he had, you know, I had a great talk about this new brand, this uh, scooter, electric scooter that's tremendous. Elliot, uh, I would love for you to share a story going back to your childhood of a very special automotive related gift you got as a kid.
7: Yeah, sounds good. So I think the, w- w- when I was quite young, one day, at probably eight, nine years old, I saw this movie. Where you had I think a dad and his kid playing with a with a petrol radio control car, right? Making a lot of noise, going so fast, looking amazing, you know. And I remember being sitting next to my dad and be like, would be amazing if those existed in real life, right? He was like, you know, funny enough, they do, you know? <laughs> yeah. So for the next two, three years, you know, I kind of uh, worked like, you know, it made me work a little bit for it, let's say. But eventually for Christmas, I think, you know, Twelve or thirteen years old, something like that. I basically got my petrol car uh, and had a wonderful time with it over the years. Kind of modified it a lot, uh, allowed me to meet actually, funny enough, quite fun, like quite you know, interesting people on farms and so on. Building those things, really intelligent people, and also met my best friend thanks to that because we we kind of bonded in school because we both had one. <laughs> <laughs> we started doing it, together. yeah. So it's quite a funny story. Well, it's very nice. cool. Great fond I, memories of it.
0: I'll bet in a way that led to what you're doing there at Le Bois and this uh, Series One scooter and your passion and love for working in a field that you love as well. Correct?
7: Absolutely, absolutely. All part of it.
0: Well, great. Well, thanks for sharing that story and have a very merry Christmas, Elliot.
7: You too, Mark. Thanks so much.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> So, this is Jason Van Sickle. He's the Vice President of Curation and Education at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. So, Jason, is there a special gift you receive at Christmas time that really stands out in your memories?
8: I remember when
3: I was seven, six or seven, I, I received a go kart um, when I was younger. And obviously, being around an automotive background family I I drove the wheels off that thing um in the summertime from <laughs> from uh when I wasn't at school uh dusk to dawn really it obviously quenched my thirst I wasn't old enough to drive at the time but uh it allowed me in the backyard to to run around and and uh kind of set me for you know turning 16 and and getting the driver's license and and doing the real thing so uh, I do appreciate that that opportunity to have that
0: no kidding. What a cool gift. Yeah, every every young boy or girl's dream who loves cars and loves to go fast. Very cool. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Merry
6: Christmas to you. Oh, thank you. You too.
0: So I'm with Jackson Bell. He's a young 19-year-old racer, son of racing legend Townsend Bell. Jackson, is there a great Christmas memory, I should say, uh, that you have of something car-related that was under the tree?
5: There is. It was my... uh. First experience with anything motorized with wheels. It was a Razor electric dirt bike. Oh, wow. For Christmas when I was four years old, I believe. The reason I got the bike was because my dad made a rule for me or a uh, kind of an objective uh, that I had to ride down our driveway on my bicycle without training wheels and I would get my first dirt bike. (laughs) There you Uh, go.
0: There's a incentive.
5: I, I completed that objective and I uh, got my first electric dirt bike for Christmas and we took it to uh, the local park and I was riding around way over my head and uh, drove into the backstop of a, a baseball fence. I don't know if you, oh, yeah. if you know what you're talking about, but those uh, baseball fields with the big fence where the umpire stands. I, I rode right into that one and climbed the fence uh, and that was, my, that was my first experience uh, with a motorized vehicle.
0: Well, see, that works really well with racing today because, as you know, you go where you look. So uh, you're most likely looking at that thing, thinking, I'm not going to hit it. I better not hit it. And you just run into it versus turning your head and looking where you wanted to go, right?
5: That's right. And you especially don't want to end up in the fence and racing like I did.
0: No, no, no. Well, hopefully that's the only time you'll end up in a fence. So uh, nice lesson there. Well, thanks for sharing that, that fun memory. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Jackson, to you and your family.
5: You as well. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. So, this is Jim Cozy. He serves as the Director of Business Development for Suspension Specialist Ride Tech. So, Jim, could you share a special Christmas morning story that goes maybe way back when?
3: Certainly, Mark. It was uh, 1966. I was 12 years old. And my parents gave me a Cox La Cucaracha 124th scale slot car. Ooh. Cool. And and we had we had just had in town uh, two uh, slot tracks open up, you know, to the public. And and this car was, I mean, this was like the the coolest thing I ever I ever received. And and what's really amazing about it it was a mass-produced vehicle. It was obviously it was one of the first EVs known to man, just albeit smaller. But the, the car handled well. It had a low center of gravity. It helped me start to learn about. Bring pinion ratios and how chassis handle and ch- changes you could make to it to um, to make the car handle better on a slack car track the only the only thing about it that I wish I had is I still had the car it disappeared in a move and, uh, and funny I was I was looking up the cucarachas on um, on the internet and you know what was probably I don't know 10 12 bucks, at that point in time, is now over five hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, hang on to stuff long enough, and it becomes uh, c- becomes valuable, no doubt. Well, what fun! Slot cars were such a big part of life for young boys and girls in the '60s and and a little bit into the '70s, and then going to those slot car centers and running cars. Uh, yeah, if you had a fast car like La Cucaracha, uh, you were the king. So, what a
3: fun time! Yeah, it was. Uh, you learned about you learned about. Tire compounds, and you learned about you know all the stuff that all the materials. I'll say that you could put on tires to make them stickier and and uh, tune in the chassis. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but certainly some of that would carry off into my my adult life.
0: Yeah, no doubt was with ride tech and suspension. So very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that fun story. Merry Christmas to you, Jim.
3: Merry Christmas to you too, Mark. It was uh, it actually conjured up. Some thoughts about, honestly, I went up and looked to see if there's any slot car tracks that are in this area. And lo and behold, uh, there's one about a half hour from here.
0: Well, there you go. You can get back into it. Well, I see the big smile brought to your face. So I'm glad you bring back that memory. Thanks for sharing it with us today. That was wonderful. Thanks, Mark. Merry Christmas. You too. All right, this is Joe Hale, the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. Joe, is there a automotive-related Christmas or holiday story you could share with us today?
9: Well, the one that immediately comes to mind when you said that was my dad was a mailman and he carried a rural route, so he delivered in his car out in the country. Christmas was always a very busy time as you can imagine and there were there were tons of there were just tons and tons of Christmas cards. My dad was never sick, but one day about 2 days before one time about 2 days before Christmas he got sick. He couldn't do it. So my mother and I said we'll do it for you.
10: Wow. And so
9: we got all these, you know, they're all laid out in order in these trays and you kind of drive from one Mailbox to the next to put the 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 in in it fine no problem you know as I may have mentioned earlier my mother did have polio she was in a wheelchair but she could drive with a hand control oh my goodness so we were going to do this so the you know we're out there for about the first half an hour I pick up a tray from the back I dump the whole thing oh no so it's completely out of order oh no we spent in the next twelve hours in a car. Going from mailbox to mailbox, but having to go through every letter that was on the floor all over that oh. car until we found the right ones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's my Christmas story about a car.
0: You know, it kind of reminds me of the, the movie, The Christmas Story, where the little kid helps his dad change the tire and, and accidentally knocks all the lug nuts into the snow.
9: Well, we thought we got to get these cards to everybody. They're expecting them for Christmas. You yeah. know, It just took a little bit longer than we expected. Now, that's a
0: unique Christmas story. I appreciate you sharing that. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm with Ken Rusk. He's a best-selling author, entrepreneur, and blue-collar advocate. Of course, his book, we talked with him this past month in December, Blue Collar Cash, Love Your Work, Secure Your Future, and Find Happiness for Life. Ken, uh, what's a, a little Christmas gift you got from Christmas's past that really stood out for you that might be car-related?
1: Well, this goes way, way back, but um, I'm so glad you asked this question. So my grandfather I had four brothers and my grandfather would always come over after we had our, our family Christmas and he'd have trunks full of presents for all of us. He was he was a really cool guy and, and we, we loved him dearly. But um, I remember one year my brothers were getting some gifts and I wasn't really getting as many. And I, I could see that like he keeps skipping me for some reason. and I don't quite understand. What's <laughs> yeah, What's the here. deal, Gramps? <laughs> so, so what's going on, Grandpa? Right. So then all of a sudden he goes outside and he brings in this huge box. I mean, it was a huge box. And, uh, he walks in the door with it and, and I ripped that thing open and it was a, it was a brand new, um, Hot Wheels track. Oh wow. And I had seen this, I had seen this thing on TV and, um, I had a bunch of little Hot Wheels that I had collected. And, and, uh, so we spent the rest of the day just running that thing around the track and it was so much fun. So <laughs> yeah, it, it goes way back, but I mean, Hot Wheels were pretty cool back in the early day.
0: So that was the, uh, the old orange tracks that we all had as kids. At least those of us who are a little bit older.
1: Oh, yeah. This one had the loop in it and everything. It was really.
0: Yeah. Great gift ideas. What a fun thing. What a great uh, grandpa to have in your life. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Ken. Merry Christmas to you.
1: Yeah, same to you. And uh, you guys have a great, uh, super holiday, super safe holiday.
0: Absolutely. So this is Kyle Hoffman. He produces the Depreciation Nation YouTube channel. Uh, where he shows you the ins and outs of car ownership, buying, selling, and a lot more. So, Kyle, uh, I want you to go back in time and think about what the coolest car-related Christmas item gift you ever got was. What was that?
3: Actually, it's, it's still hanging on my wall. When we did our podcast together, we had talked about that 1984 Audi 4000
0: S Quattro. Yeah. By the way, listeners, if you didn't hear my talk with him, you got to go back because this is quite a story.
3: My wife got me an original clipping of the Audi ad from 1984. I believe it's out of car and driver and it's got the Quattro Sport and then it's got the 4000 literally right under it and says something to the tune of how Audi builds cars. I I can't even tell because I can't read it from where I'm sitting at in the room right now. (laughs) But that was probably one of the coolest and most endearing things anyone has gotten me.
0: What a neat deal. Yeah, you know, it's it's great when our spouses uh, support our habits. Maybe that's because they're healthy habits versus bad habits. But uh, that's a pretty cool gift. Yeah, uh, that sounds pretty neat. I love it. It's fun coming across old ads for cars that you have and uh, enjoying them a little bit. So nice story. Thanks for sharing that with me.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. I'm with Michaela Kyle. She's the corporate manager at Power Trucks USA. If you missed my talk with Michaela, go back and find her on the Cars website. Michaela, is there a, a special holiday Christmas experience or gift that really stood out for you?
5: Yeah, there was one year that my dad had a, ford mustang that he got from one of our family friends who is like a brother to him and we just went out on christmas eve and in it and with the top down and just drove for a while and it was just it was fun with
0: family going out looking at christmas lights and decorations and things
5: oh yeah just driving around all the neighborhoods seeing how everyone decorated their houses and it was just nice it was nice to get everyone together
0: yeah, you know, this is something that um, has recently been near and dear to my heart, and that is instead of focusing so much on gifts, and I'm not going to diminish gifts because it's a fun thing to get gifts, but spending some time with family during the holiday season and having an experience with them—that sounds pretty cool. Was it an older, like '60s Mustang?
5: No, I think it was a 2010. Actually, oh,
0: something newer. Okay, well,
5: yeah, it was a little newer. So, but it was still um, manual.
0: Oh, well, that's fun. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> your dad knows that. have oh, fun. Well, I appreciate oh, you yeah. sharing a uh, fun Christmas story. That's something you uh, can do in the future with your uh, Jeep, which we talked about in your show. Delilah, uh, take the top off and uh, cruise around the neighborhood and look at the Christmas lights. No, oh, 100%. All right. Sounds good. Well, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, Michaela. Thanks for sharing that story.
5: Merry Christmas, Mark.
0: So we're here with Patrick Crook. Uh, He, of course, is from Rev Muscle Cars, where he helps people buy and sell and collect cars and so forth. He also wrote a great book, which, by the way, makes a great Christmas gift, How to Buy and Sell Collector Cars. So, Patrick, tell us a story about a very special Christmas gift that's car-related.
11: Well, when I was a kid, I was an absolute Hot Wheels nut.
0: I can't relate.
11: (laughs) I was an absolute Hot Wheels nut. And, um, the thing that I always wanted, um, was something that wasn't even, uh, around anymore by the time that, uh, I was, uh, it just, they didn't make them anymore. And, um, Santa went out of his way and found it. And it was, do you remember the, uh, Hot Wheels, uh, Sizzlers? Yes. Uh huh. With the with the juice machine, you plug it in and you press the button and you and you and and you charge them up. Yeah. And then you you let them go. Oh yeah. I I'm actually you asked me this question and I turned around in my office and picked <laughs> this up off the shelf. <laughs> and
0: it was right there.
11: I still <laughs> you still I, have right it
0: here. <laughs> uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's uh, four four
11: four cars and the juice machine right, uh, uh, charger in the in a Sizzler's uh, Hot Wheels case. It's right here. I that love is, it. Absolutely fabulous.
0: Well, we got we to gotta sit down and play with it then. That's what we got to do right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, yeah. you just, you know,
11: you, you you set up the orange oval track and you get them done and and then don't do what I did, which is um, race them underneath the refrigerator. So you got to move the whole fridge to get them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you know. think I'm guilty of that as well. Well,
9: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know what what fun those things brought and uh, how many times my mom would say, move these orange tracks. I am keep tripping over them when I come out down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that fun memory with us. Merry Christmas, my friend.
11: You too. Thank, Thank you. you, Mark. You bet. Merry Christmas.
0: I have Peter Valney here. He runs Concord in the Hills. It takes place on February fourth in twenty twenty three. It's a wonderful event. Peter, I'd love for you to share a very special holiday Christmas gift you got as a child.
8: Well, uh, I grew up in Australia, and uh, Christmas in Australia, it's, uh, you know, in Sydney, it's about 100 degrees, so um, (laughs) uh, I've always been car crazy, even as a kid, and I remember at Christmas I would get uh, model kits, and I would make up cars. Uh, Back then, it was American muscle cars, uh, so um, I I would make them up. They never turned out very well, because I'm not very skillful, but I really appreciated getting them
0: yeah model cars gosh i built a lot of model cars as a kid they were my favorite things to do but that glue was always a mess i never could quite get that glue managed it always came out faster than i wanted it to but it was sure a fun fun thing to do so i appreciate you sharing that with us peter (laughs) have a very merry christmas thank you So I'm across the pond with Philip White. He's the Associate Director of Marketing and Business Development for Bister Heritage. If you missed my talk with Philip, you must go back and listen because what he's doing with his team over there is absolutely brilliant. So, Philip, when you think back to Christmases of past, is there an automotive-related item that really stands out and brings a smile to your face?
8: There is, absolutely. Um, We spoke earlier about uh, Austin Sevens, and I... um, I was very lucky enough to be to be given an Austin Seven to get running again by my dad, and it taught me how to how to work on cars, um, how to um, how to get things wrong and how to put them right again. And together we we learned about Austin Sevens, and it was that car that I went on to then start hill climbing in the UK, and uh, eventually ended up uh, rolling it on an endurance rally um <laughs> running Uh-oh. running it from a thousand miles from london to edinburgh and back again and uh, it was that um accident um just before i i found my job now that um, taught me an awful lot about vintage cars uh, and about the friends you make along the way
0: ah wonderful story thanks for sharing that and uh have a very merry christmas And to you too brilliant so we're with richard prince he's an automotive photographer journalist and uh wrote a wonderful book this past year that we featured in our talk titled uh, Corvette 70 Years, the one and only published by our friends at Motorbooks. So Richard, when you look back on the holiday season and Christmas season, is there maybe a, a car-related gift that stands out for you?
12: Oh boy, well one of my very earliest childhood memories is of a pedal car that I was given <laughs> as a gift. It was a, a fuel pedal car, this was in the mid-1960s and it was a fire chiefs vehicle so it had uh, ladders on the side and it had a little bell in the front and I remember the feeling of unmitigated joy <laughs> when I uh, when I got that and of course at the time I was a perfect fit for it and it wasn't just beautiful to look at I pedaled and it went. It yeah. had a steering wheel and, as I said, a bell that made noise. It was cool. And uh, I think I put a lot of miles on that <laughs> pedal car as a child. It was it was great.
0: Oh, they're fun. Well, my regular listeners know that uh, my first car was a Cadillac when I was about the same age. And it was my uncle's car, but he gave it to me for Christmas and I remember it was yellow and black and uh, didn't have any bells or whistles, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, when you're that age, yeah, you can actually move around. Mobile is kind of a cool thing. And I have a little pedal car I bought years ago that I'd save for the day I have a grandson. I have a grandson now. and Now, he's too little to pedal it. But when he comes over, first thing he does is run over and tries pushing that all over the house. <laughs> My wife's saying, Take that outside, you're dinging up the walls. But there's something about putting wheels under a little kid and that motion, that power is what makes it so such a joy, right?
12: Absolutely. You you captured it. It's empowering. Um all of a sudden you're you're more mobile and you're faster and you're more maneuverable than you are with your own two little feet as a a a little rascal running around. So it's uh it's liberating, it's empowering. Um you know a three-year-old that doesn't know those words yet, but he certainly knows the uh, emotion when uh, he or she feels it, and and that's exactly what the, what a pedal car or a toy car can do for a child.
0: Well, and we're all little kids still to this day, still playing with cars, so for you and I, Richard, nothing much has changed, has it?
12: No, not at all, and it's really a lot of the same emotions that are stirred when you get into uh, an enthusiast car as an adult, and tap that pedal, and it goes, and you move the steering wheel, and it goes. So it's really sort of an extension of the human body in a way, and it's empowering, and it's intoxicating.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that memory. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. That's fun.
12: Likewise. The very same to you and to your listeners.
0: Well, thank you. Okay, this is uh, Robert C. Yeager, who wrote a great book titled The Next Gen Guide to Car Collecting. Bob, for the holiday season, when you look back at your youth, what was the coolest thing you ever got that was car-related?
12: Hmm. Oh gosh. Well, it would probably be some kind of wax or something like that. I love washing and waxing my cars.
0: Oh really? <laughs> now, yeah. That's a unique yeah. answer. Yeah, something to take care of your cars with.
12: I love the McGuire's, and they have a—it's um, called Carnuba Plus. Uh huh. That's one of the nicest waxes. I've ever put on a car. Uh it just it's got a warm shine to it that I I really like. Now it's not a um it's not a ceramic wax. I don't know if if I'm going to a car show, I'm going to use that Meguiar's Carnauba Plus because I don't know there's a warmth to it. The ceramic waxes are wonderful, but they have a little bit of a kind of a hard shine. I don't. I don't know how to put it. But uh, it's probably just it's probably just my imagination.
0: <laughs> well, you're old school, and uh, Barry McGuire, who's a friend of mine and been a guest many times on the show, is smiling right now at your answer to that. So uh, yeah, okay. If you're going okay. to be buying a a cool thing for your car friends or kids in the family, get them some car care products so they can learn to take care of their own vehicles. That's awesome. <laughs> So I'm with uh, Sergei Van Bockrake. And uh, of course, he shared some wonderful books on past cars, yeah, uh, shows with us. The most recent being the definitive works of the 962 works Porsche. So, Sergei, when you think back to Christmas time, is there something that you got as a gift as a kid that brings a smile back to your face?
8: Well, I think it must have been that one year when, uh, under the tree, I found a 124-scale uh, scale model kit uh, by Tamiya of the Martini Porsche 935-78, a.k.a. Moby Dick. I was really over the moon with that one, and I think I p- probably skipped m- most of the, <laughs> the Christmas dinner and went upstairs to my room and started building. So, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, fun in, in those days because model kits were maybe not very hard to find but there weren't that many around the internet didn't exist uh, of course so you really didn't know what was going to come out around christmas time and all of, all of a sudden it was there in the shops and i asked my parents can I please have one for christmas um so that was uh, that was one of my magical christmas moments related to motorsports
0: Cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I built some of those myself and uh, those were what I called real models compared to the other ones that I built. They had so many parts and were so cool and uh, so special. So thanks for sharing that memory with us. Merry Christmas to you.
6: And you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. So we've got Dan McKeever from Ford Performance Racing School to share one of his holiday stories. So Dan, tell me about a very special Christmas gift that you got when you were a kid that you look back on with great fondness. Well,
10: um, and, I'm, and I'm trying to think about how old I was. I'm going to guess I was somewhere around uh, 12, 11 or 12, I would guess. And there was a BMX bike that I wanted. I, I got, I can picture it to, like it's <laughs> sitting right next to me. It was a Laguna. Uh, it was blue and it had the yellow tough wheels. And I thought it was the f- the coolest thing ever. Um, there was a bike shop not far from our house, and so it was, you know, sitting on display, and and so I got to see it all the time, and and I wanted it so bad, and my parents, it, as sneaky as they are, had me absolutely convinced that it was not in the budget. There was basically, you know, as much as I'm like, oh, I'll do anything, I'll work my, you know, chore whatever I needed to do, you know, my parents, you know, they they lived on a uh, pretty tight budget, so you know, I understood. But I, but I, and you know, I still was pushing for this thing. I'm like, if there was any chance I was, I was going to make my play, but on the lead up for Christmas, I was certain it wasn't going to happen. So when I went downstairs and saw it was there, I, it was, (laughs) it it was, it was, I lost it. Yeah. I absolutely lost it. It was like, Oh my God, I can't believe. Cause I, I had completely talked myself out of it. So again, my parents did a pretty good job in convincing me that I wasn't going to get it. But yeah, I remember that. I don't remember a lot of Christmases, but, but that one, boy, it's like it was yesterday. And I could see that bike. Like right now, I am picturing that thing, like with an aura <laughs> around it. <laughs> yeah. So that was awesome. What
0: a fun story. Well, I got to share something with you about Christmas. My dad was a bit of a jokester. And one Christmas, there was this big box, and I wanted a Swing Stingray. And it was a big box under the tree, and I'm looking at it going, what is in that thing? Couldn't be a bicycle. And I opened it up, and he had found an old, crummy Schwinn Stingray. I mean, this thing was like ratted out. He cut it up into pieces and he put an extraction sheet like an Ikea and, and some duct tape and bottle of glue. And I open this thing and I do it yourself Schwinn Stingray kit. And I'm like looking at him and he's like, what do you think? You could build your own. And I'm looking at these pieces of handlebars that are rusted and barely any paint. Yeah. And uh, then, I, he, you know, I was like trying to be grateful, but I'm like. This sucks, you know, um, he goes, well, I think there's a, a a box of tools in there or something. And I pulled it out and you opened it up and it said to start this project, go out to the garage and get a, you know, a wrench and blah, blah, blah. And when I went out to the garage, guess what was sitting in the garage? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, he kind of threw me off with that one. So that was my Christmas
10: bike well, story. Uh, well, I got to ask you a question: uh, How do you rate how well you 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 sort of took that? Like, were you were you legitimately like? Oh, I hey, was, Dad, I was, how- I <laughs> was
0: heartbroken. I, you know, but I was trying. My parents worked very hard, and we didn't have a lot of money either. And but I was like, "Are you kidding me? I mean, what?" And, uh, you know, and you always, when your dad's a joker like that, you kind of forget, you know, until and, and he does it again. And uh, he did it to my sister. She wanted a bunch of new clothes. So he found a bunch of really bad clothes at Goodwill and he put cash in the pockets. Yeah. So uh, he he always had some fun with that. So that's good stuff. I appreciate good you stuff. letting me share that. Well, I hope you enjoyed these stories and they brought back some memories and a smile to your face. My wish for you and yours is that you get to spend some relaxing and inspiring times with your family and friends this holiday season. Remember to take a moment of gratitude and perhaps find a way to offer your time to those around you who need a little patience and maybe a little help. Next week on Karsia, yeah, I'm taking a little time off because I'll be in India with my family to celebrate my son's wedding and to meet our new daughter-in-law's extended family and friends should be quite a trip so i'll be doing something i've never done next week i've chosen some what i call our mile marker shows from the past i'll be rerunning those uh, just for next week with over 2233 shows on cars yeah perhaps you missed a few of these and they will bring some inspiration to your life merry christmas and happy holidays to all thanks for listening (laughs) Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions. Plus, it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's very soft, it's breathable, And it's easy to store while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, well, simply add their gust guards for those windy conditions for extra protection. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and specifics that have been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and your watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover, whether it's stored inside or out. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YA21 at covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH two one at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American collector's insurance. He said While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance. Designed by collectors. For collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products. And Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Check them out today. You've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine here on Cars. Yeah, for a couple of years now. Well, they're growing. And in 2023, they're going to grow from four issues a year to six. And there's an opportunity here for you to take advantage of this growth. If you go to LinkageMag.com and click on the Renew button, if you already subscribe, you can get a great deal. Use the code RENEW6 for one year and you'll get six issues for the price of four or Type in Renew12 for two years, where you also have a great savings. Plus, they'll even throw in a free Linkage hat. How cool is that? The publisher of Linkage is Donald Osborne. He's been a guest multiple times here on CarShot. He's become a good friend of mine, and I'll tell you, Linkage Magazine is one of those newer magazines that you're going to want to get. It's all about experiences opinions, and values. It's a wonderful publication, something I look forward to getting. And now that I'm going to be getting six a year, even more special. So go to LinkageMag.com. Again, use the code RENEW6 or RENEW12 to get that special deal. Do it before December 31st, 2022, so that in 2023, you'll get six issues of Linkage Magazine instead of four. Thank you so much for joining us
1: on today's ride here at Cars Yeah!